Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Friday with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly Howard Stern, Murgatroyd, how are you this beautiful, beautiful Atlanta day with freaking beeping noises behind us because of the construction. Aren't you loving that you only have 36 days left of the beeping? Listen, just can you hear this? Beep, beep. Oh my beep. God, about to now, shoot myself. Why do I myself. have to be Howard Stern? You're Howard Stern. Like I'm not tall, lanky. I don't have curly hair. You're Howard Stern because I'm using that as a segue. See, when you're big in the podcast world, you're always looking for a segue. You want to go from one thing to another. That was such a brilliant segue. I agree. And um, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about a topic that's actually going to involve Howard, my friend, just a tad. So why don't you tell him what we're going to talk about today? Go ahead. You can do it. You don't have to see, look, you don't have to worry about the Howard Stern segue. That's not your job. Your job is to say what the topic is. My job, you're looking at me like, how in the world do you want me to tie this into Howard? I'm not in your head. Don't, don't worry about being in my head. This is not your job. Your job is to, is to talk about what's going on uh-huh. with today's show. I'll handle Howard. All right. Go ahead. I'll just be over here. So today we're going to talk about grace and uh, giving yourself grace, giving your spouse or significant other grace and giving the world grace. I was in yoga the other day and at the end, they read this little poem or scripture or something. By the way, this podcast should be called I Was in Yoga the Other Day. (laughs) Seriously. Well, I guess it's because that's the only time I have to think where I don't have beeping a husband, a child or something else coming at me. But you know, it was really thought-provoking for me how 
we can just get so freaking caught up in our expectations of everything that we forget to give ourselves a little bit of grace. And I think more importantly, we forget to give others that same grace. You know, what does Tony Robbins say? Trade your expectation for appreciation, right? So the reason why I mentioned Howard Stern is his book came out at the taping of this uh, episode, came out- uh, <laughs> Which is six minutes Which is six minutes before it's posted. <laughs> um, it just came out. And one of the things that I'm reading in the first chapter of his book is he talks about what a douchebag he was and how he was- oh, got. Look. <laughs> forgive the freaking fire engines beeping noise that we're just going to keep rolling. I'm not going to, I'm not going to edit it out. You're just going to have to Welcome deal. Welcome to city life. Welcome to city life. He talks about in the, uh, in the first episode where he was such a douchebag. I love that you said the first episode chapter. It's first chapter. Sorry. Where he, the fire engines distracted me where he was um, such a douchebag with the questions that he was asking people. And he's at a place now where I, I think people, I think he's arguably the best interviewer on the planet. After you. Well, and Larry King. You're very, very sweet. He's arguably the best interviewer on the planet because he gets people to say things that they would never say to talk about things that they would never talk about very, very quickly. And there's a multitude of reasons. Maybe we can do a show on why I think he's as good as he is. But the point is that he has reached a point with two to three times a week of therapy for the last 10 years where he's learned to forgive his mistakes and he's learned to forgive the things that he's done wrong to people. Some of those things he's been able to rectify and some of them he hasn't. Like, you know, in the book last night, he talked about how he said some really horrible things in an interview to Robin Williams. And the week that uh, he tried to reach out to him uh, to apologize for it, uh, he killed himself and he's got to live with that. So he's learning at this stage of his life and listen, he's pushing 70 now. He's learning at this stage of, of his life to give himself grace for areas that he's frankly fallen down. And I read something this morning that I want to share with you. It's just, it's really short. And it's from the book, uh, Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. And she said, is there something in your past that you think measured you? A test score, a dishonest or a callous action, being fired from a job, being rejected, whatever. Focus on that thing. Feel all, the motion, feel all the emotions and go with it. Now put yourself into a growth mindset perspective and look honestly at your role, but understand that it does not define your intelligence or your personality. Instead, ask, what did I or can I learn from that experience and how can I use this as a basis for growth? So in all of these areas that you have in your life where you're just fucking beating yourself up for the parent that you were, for the spouse that you were, for the friend that you were, for the employee that you were. And you just say, you know what? I learned some things from that. And I am going to give myself the grace that I need to forgive myself. And why is it that we are so freaking hard on ourselves? Why are we so willing to forgive other people for their transgressions when they apologize. And we carry around this gunny sack of emotion of what we have done 10 years ago. And we still allow that to pilot our life. So that's the Howard Stern 
That was beautiful. Thank I'm just you. gonna sit over here. Do you want to take it or no? Wow, I no. That was amazing. Thank you. What I loved what you just broke out of that book is that you gave people a real tactical way to take these areas that they're reliving. Maybe it's something you did. Maybe it's something you said. Maybe it's a relationship that went awry. And you found a way for people to tactically stop reliving that, give themselves some grace, and in addition, use what we've been taught and create a growth mindset around it. And you know, it's never the mistakes. It's whether or not you learn from them and how you do. But I also think you got to give yourself some grace sometimes. And what does that mean? It means sometimes I'm working and I'm in the middle of, you know, spinning plates like many parents do. And I'm working, I'm trying to cook dinner, I'm trying to do this, you know, and Sophia comes over with some benign request that, you know, makes me snap. And I'm like, Sophia, just go sit down, you know, and then you get the little eyes and the little, and you know, the little spirit got defeated and she goes, sits down and, you know, as a mom, I know, because I can't really speak as a dad, I guess. But as a mom, you can beat yourself up over that. Like, why did I just do that? And I always think it's important to apologize in those scenarios, to come full circle. And I do the best that I can to try to say, you know, I'm really sorry, Rob, that I was a dick to you. Or I'm really sorry, Sophia, mommy didn't mean that. But I think you also have to apologize to them, but also give yourself a moment of grace and say, it's okay. You know, I'm human. I don't need to relive this, you know, snap, this emotion, this transgression for the rest of my life. I can let it go. Yeah. Our mutual friend, David Wood, um, who is uh, one of the lead trainers in uh, your network marketing business. He's amazing. He's amazing. Um, follow, him on, uh, in, follow him on Instagram. It's David, David T.S. David T.S., like T.S. Eliot. David T.S. Wood. Wood. Wood, no S. Okay, no David T.S. Wood. He's, he's amazing. I mean, like he truly lives a life that, I mean, if you if you guys follow us and you're like, oh my God, they live a life of, you know, uh, travel and adventure. We, he lives that every day. It's Tuesday for him. It's I've never seen anything like it, but he has a, a philosophy that, I don't know if he told me personally or he told, told it in an event, I can't recall, but his philosophy is, he calls it insta-forgiveness. And whatever he has done, personally to somebody else. He asks for forgiveness. He does not hold on to it or anything that he's done to himself. He has instant forgiveness. He will not allow. He has trained his nervous system that the moment he's identified that he's done something that he's not proud of, something that he's, that, that he just acted in a way he shouldn't have acted, he apologizes to whomever the, uh, the victim is um, and if that victim happens to be himself, he apologizes to himself and he moves the fuck on. He lets it go and he does not carry it with us. We have to stop this. This, this is hardwired. We, we are the only species. This, this is a Joe Dispenza thing. We are the only species that can actually hold on to something forever because of our, because of our brain, how we're wired. Every other species, the dog is not pissed at you, even though you may think the dog is. The dog isn't pissed at you if you said something or looked at them, the, him or her the wrong way. They move on, right? We don't. We hold on to shit forever. So we've, we have to train ourselves to have an instant forgiveness system or an instant forgiveness policy in our life 
that we do that. I love that. And it's easier said than done, but if you can do it, I think your life can, you know, truly change. Yeah. And and that's a really good segue to the second half of this I wanted to talk about is, you know, yes, so we've got to give ourselves some grace, but you got to give other people some grace too, especially your partner in life, your spouse, your significant other, whatever you want to call them. You've got to give them some grace. And, you know, I talk to a lot of people about relationships. And where a lot of people struggle, very rarely do I have a a conversation with somebody where they begin to tell me what they're fucking up in their relationship. And they're like, God, I just wish I wasn't. So that never happens. It's always what the other person is doing, not doing, how they're doing, handling something. It's always the other person. And, you know, we, Rob and I were talking about this last night. You know, we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. We all have areas where that's naturally what we do. Like we joke, Rob's a Virgo. He likes clean spaces. He doesn't like lots of little things. He doesn't want the house messy. He cannot function if something is left out on the floor. And I am an Aquarius. I leave a string of shit wherever I go. I, I'm not messy like in like the crazy messy person. I will pick up after, my, after myself, but it's not a high priority. So I will go through my day and I may get to it tomorrow. And this could be a recipe for disaster. In fact, your ex-wife was really messy and you created like physical boundaries between her mess and you. And you talk about that a lot. So I'm kind of sensitive to it, but at the same time, I'm still gonna be me. But what I love about you is... And why I think we work so well and we haven't like killed each other or divorced yet is because we give each other grace to be who we are. You know that I am naturally not the person that has to have clean lines everywhere. I have to have everything done before I go to sleep at night. I'm not that person. And so you are. So it's almost like it's your expectation. So it's also your job in a way. And you take it as that because I see you walk around and you'll pick this up. And, you know, before we go to bed at night, we'll be watching TV and I'm all snuggled in a blanket and I'll just get up, leave the blanket and go in the bed. Rob will fold the blanket, fix the pillows, set Sophia's table up for the morning, clean the house, tidy up before he goes to bed. I joke with him and say, you know, if there was a fire, he would walk around cleaning shit before he left because this is what he does. You know what's interesting about this? There's no, there's no right or wrong. The, the fact that I have this OCD. Neur- this <laughs> OCD neurosis of you know whatever belief system I have in my head that says that if I have you know empty if my desk is clear or if the kitchen has no you know dishes in the sink then I have control over the situation that's probably what this really comes from it's probably a control thing um, but. That's neither here nor there, right? There's no right whether or not you decide that you want to get to something the next day or I want to get to something before I go to sleep. None of that matters. What matters is that I give you the grace to be whoever the hell you are. You give me the grace to be whoever I am. And I don't demand any expectation of you like, why why didn't you do X, Y, or Z? And you don't do either. And one of the things that... I love most about you is your ability to let me be whoever I want to be. You have never cast a judgment on me ever. 
saying, why don't you be more X? That's never, ever happened. And that makes me want to do the same for you. So, you know, in the area of grace, I think it's important to not only give yourself grace, but give your relationship grace, ease up on each other a little bit, you know, allow the other person to be the other person. Yeah. The expectations I think is what gets into, you know, that the day to day, it's like you have an expectation of how I'm going to show up in our family and in our house and in our life. And I have an expectation of you and allowing each other to have a little bit of grace in that. Like, you know, we used to joke when we were trying to figure out businesses that we were going to build and what we were creating our old company, Jets at Life and creating programming and all of this stuff. And I used to joke and say, you know, when we have a new project, Rob goes into the man cave and it was figurative. It was not a literal man cave. It was a figurative man cave and he would be up late, up early, working on whatever project. He has a system he has to go through to make that happen. And I I just let him do it. If he needs to go to a coffee shop from nine in the morning until nine at night to get this out of his head and to have clarity... I, I don't have any, I don't have a dog in that fight. I'm not going to be like, hey, Rob, listen, so you have a family too, you know? Like, now listen, if that gets, that can't be the new lifestyle. If it's a temporary situation, then I'm going to give them some grace. And I'm going to say, here, you know, you do what you need to do. Here's where we're going to be. Here's what's going on. And, you know, when do you think this will be wrapped up or whatever you're doing? And vice versa. Like I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a call Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, Thursday night. It was like the week of consultation calls and team training calls and Zoom calls and all of these different things. And I was like, Rob, I'm really sorry, but you're on deck all night with Sophia. You're going to have to do the the night routine, the put in bed, the bath, the, the all of it. And he was like, great, fine. And he washed the dishes too. And there was no, like, I can't believe you booked another call. I can't believe you, blah, 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 blah. Because we give each other the grace to do what we need to do and be who we are. And we don't judge the other person. And I think you hit it on the head. We don't change each other. And that's important because when I listen to my friends talk about what their spouse isn't or how their spouse isn't showing up and I wish they were more X, it makes me so grateful that, I either, we've either done the work, which I think is probably the case, or we just picked right. (laughs) But either way it goes, I think it's probably a bit of both. But we did the work and we also chose each other based on what we like to do and our natures were in alignment. And there's a lot of things different about us, but our natures are in alignment. And I think that helps. So, you know, if you're already in a relationship and that point of the picking can't be really changed at this moment, you know, be willing to do the work. And if the little shit is pissing you off, if the trash, if the um, figurative cap off off the toothpaste or, you know, whatever, like today, I'm going to, I got to say this. So today we're walking the dog and I said, and I looked at Rob and, you know, for the last week, his hair product routine has increased, like almost doubled. It's like, he's got more shit for his hair and his beard than I have in my entire repertoire of self-care. I'm testing products for Europe though. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. So for the last week, I, 
you know, you get the man's side, you get the woman's side. His stuff has been encroaching. Is that why my line has been moved over? <laughs> yes. I keep moving it back because I, I thought that I, I was like, I normally put this all in the line. Why, why is 50% of the line moved back over to my side? Yeah. Now I understand. So, so I, you actually, you revolting. Okay, got so, it. So I, here's, but here's an example because I've seen this in my friends. So I'm seeing this and it's like, when I say the hair products are, are they are across the entire like countertop. They're everywhere. There's got to be 10 of them. And so I gently move them. Seven. Seven, okay. I gently move them back. Are you including the beard products too? Mm -hmm. And the every other day hair products, all of them? Mm -hmm. I bet there's more. So I'm gently moving them back, putting them, you know, on his side because I have stuff too. And I like to take my makeup bag out and I like to have some room. So for a week I've been doing this. And he hasn't caught on, obviously. We just found out. No. So today on our dog walk... But thank you for being a part of our therapy list, yeah. listeners. Well, I joked with him as we were walking the dog. I said, I said, honey, you know how there's two sides to sinks, like a man <laughs> and a woman's? And he said, yeah. I said, you're encroaching on mine. And he said, I'm encroaching. I said, your hair products, they're expanding. There's a lot going on there. And he laughed and he said, okay. And we moved on. So it's not like, listen, honey, you're going to have to move your shit, which is what... I hear a lot of other people say, you know, that type of thing. And it's because we don't have anything underlying. So my point of all of this is if you're complaining and bitching about, I can't believe he moved his shit. I can't believe she didn't do this. I can't believe, I can't believe, I can't believe. And you're playing that bitching game. There's a bigger issue going on and you need to figure out what that bigger issue is. Um, And then that's, so wrap that up on the spouse. The next thing is giving grace to the world and the people that you interact with each day. So this is something Rob and I have been laughing about since we got together. And it's, I'll give you one example. When you go to the airport and the people in line are frustrated, they're late, they're whatever, but it's all their own doing. You know, they got up late, they got to the airport late, they did everything late. And everybody is such a bitch to the flight crew to the um, people, you know, checking your bag or whatever. And it's just an example of give these people some grace. They are in a position like it's the put yourself in their shoes. Every single day, they have to deal with people that are late, whose flight plans changed, who are anxious because they don't fly a lot. Be them for a second. And think about if you were that person, how would you want to be treated? How about your waiter? Are you being kind to your waiter? Are you asking them how their day is? They could most likely be on their feet eight to 12 hours that day. They are probably missing their kids who are at home or their family and serving you dinner instead of having dinner with their family. Can you give them a little grace? Because they're dealing with nasty clients all day long. So cut yourself some slack, cut your spouse some slack, and cut the people around you some slack. So I hope this was helpful to you. And I will, unless you have anything else to say, my no, dear. I think I'm done. We'll see y'all next week. I said y'all. And well, I, well, after 30 listen, years of in Atlanta, I think it's the first time I've ever said y'all. Next week, we're going to have an update on whether or not you're encroaching still on my, my, shower, my bath products. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or 
their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. 